0: Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Harded. Mr Wood and me way out. I know. That's a great start. Welcome to Who Arted Weekly Art History for all ages. I'm your host Kyle Wood and today I wanted to talk about an art heist. Now I've done a few episodes talking about art heists and how reality tends to be very different from the movies. As a kid, I always loved a good heist movie, seeing the bad guys break in, figure out all sorts of clever ways to get around the elaborate security systems, and then get away in some fantastic chase sequence. The truth is, most thefts haven't happened like that. The Mona Lisa was stolen by a maintenance worker walking off with it wrapped up in his cloak. The scream was stolen by someone putting a ladder up to the building and climbing in through a second-story window. Although I do love that they left a note thanking the museum for their poor security. But still, as I was thinking of a topic for this episode, I wondered if there were any just bonkers, elaborate heists pulled off in the real world. The closest I found was an incident that happened in Stockholm, Sweden, back in the year 2000. It was early evening, just a few minutes from closing time at the National Museum, when suddenly the normally peaceful museum took on the aesthetic of an action movie. An armed intruder walked in yelling at the guards and patrons to be still and calm, which I can only assume would have had the exact opposite effect. He had two accomplices already in the space, and they apparently were trained on the guards. Meanwhile, the thieves detonated explosives in two cars parked in front of hotels across town. The thieves were working under the assumption that exploding cars would create panic and chaos, drawing attention of the police and leaving fewer officers to chase after them. They also threw nails out into the road in front of the museum to blow the tires of any police cars that tried to chase after them. Now, far be it for me to second-guess the wisdom of their plan, but that seems like just a bit of overkill, throwing out nails to stop police cars, because the thieves didn't escape in a getaway car. The National Museum in Stockholm is next to the water, so they fled the scene in a speedboat. The three thieves pulled three small but valuable paintings from the walls, a self-portrait painted by Rembrandt, It was created around 1630. And then they got two paintings by Renoir, the famous Impressionist. The specific Renoir paintings were The Parisian and Conversation. While all three paintings were physically small and thus easy to grab off the wall and carry out of the museum, they were from big-name artists and would fetch an enormous price if they were auctioned in the open market. I've seen estimates ranging from $30 to $55 million for the works. But of course, stolen artworks can't go up on auction in the open market. Very few collectors would even consider buying stolen works. Most build a collection because they want to show it off. Many people will loan the works to museums, or they buy it as an investment to sell later on. You can't do any of that if the work is well known to be stolen. Realistically, you can't do any of that even if it's just suspected to be stolen. You have to have strong documentation of the provenance or the, the sort of chain of ownership to prove the authenticity of a work if you're going to hope to fetch millions of dollars for it. But back to this heist. The speedboat was quickly abandoned on the shore not too far from the museum. The immediate speculation was that either the thieves had to have been hired by someone who wanted those specific works, or that they would reach out to the museum to demand a ransom. In a contemporaneous article in The Guardian, they quote the museum director, Torsten Gunnarsson, saying, quote, but we won't pay any money. We don't have any money, End quote. It would seem Mr. Gunnarsson was true to his word. Later news articles indicate that the thieves did reach out seeking ransom for the works, but none was ever paid. While numerous officers worked the case, the artworks were eventually recovered almost by accident. The Renoir painting, Conversation, was the first to be recovered. Some months after the heist, police were conducting an unrelated drug raid, and as a bonus, they came across the stolen artwork. I mean that literally. The official police statement called it a bonus. They said, quote, We weren't looking for the painting, so it was a bonus that we found it. End quote. It would take much longer to hunt down the other works, but this whole case wrapped with the same sort of dramatic flair that it began. In September 2005, the FBI in Los Angeles, California was investigating a Bulgarian crime syndicate involved in international drug trafficking. They heard mention of Renoir's painting, The Parisian, and they arrested one of the group's leaders. Next, of course, they interrogated him, and he gave up the painting. Not only that, he told them the whereabouts of the Rembrandt. Apparently, Rembrandt's self-portrait was in Denmark. The FBI reached out to Danish law enforcement and they coordinated a sting operation. An FBI agent went undercover posing as a collector interested in purchasing the Rembrandt. The criminals had been unable to sell the piece for five years. So while it's estimated to be worth tens of millions of dollars in the open market, on the black market, they were hoping to get about $100,000. As they say, Crime doesn't pay. The four men trying to sell the painting were arrested in their hotel room in Copenhagen and then extradited to Sweden. And just one final thing as I wrap up this episode. Looks like there's a new narrative nonfiction book coming out this fall. It's called The Mona Lisa Vanishes. And that is obviously telling the story of the famous theft of the most famous painting in the world. It looks like it's going to go on sale starting in early September. So for all my teachers and younger readers who enjoy a good true crime, mystery, historical story, you may want to add the Mona Lisa Vanishes to your shopping list. But I'd love to hear from you if you know of any great art heist books and true crime stories involving the art world or just any bananas stories that you think I should investigate for a future fun fact mini episode. Please be sure to email me whoartedpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, as always, if you're enjoying this show, please follow, subscribe, leave a rating review on your favorite podcast app or just tell a friend about the show.